You're listening to the Church of Christ podcast. My name is Levi Christ. I am an artist, an actor, and spiritual practitioner. And this season, I am turning the lyric into the lesson. The song is the sermon. I'm going to pick a song of mine, do a deep dive, and come out with a practical spiritual principle that I believe will help you get tangible results on your way to radical self-improvement. Hey, you bless me for being here, and I'm going to do my best to bless you back. Let's feel good right here, right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Church of Christ podcast. Are you getting sad? I'm kind of getting a little sad, you know, because we've only got this episode and two more to go. And season two is in the rear view mirror, y'all. The rear view mirror. Hey, everybody. This is Levi. Great to be with you today. Thank you again for making season two such a success. I was so grateful to have real conversations with all of you, writing and telling me you like the format. And you know what? All of you who have reached out and done reviews for this, We've only got three more episodes left. I am not going to ask you to leave a review, even though it's helpful. I just want to thank those of you who actually did do that because you can take ownership of more people discovering this podcast and therefore discovering my music because your review made my podcast more visible in the Religion and Spirituality podcast on Apple iTunes. So thank you for actually doing something that facilitated the success of this podcast. I'm grateful for you for that. Hey, uh, I'm also grateful that, that that you guys have been a part of the virtual concert series this year, um, and and it's been a fun it's been a fun journey. We started out with these um, virtual concerts being sort of like a documentary style situation where I was pulling out, I was doing hours of like digging into old files and trying to find as many videos as I could about in the studio and behind the scenes and sort of planning what the show's going to be and sort of splicing out live performances with all of this really cool footage. I feel like I'm going to make these uh, docu live streams available for sale on the website at some point uh, because I know that many of you grab a hold of the all access pass and then life happens and you don't get the opportunity to watch them live. And I just want you to be able to have them a copy of them, the file on your computer so that you can watch it anytime. I think I'll do that. And then of course, as, as the, uh, the virtual concert series progressed this year, it was, it was just back to the old style, straight up singing it in the camera with all of the imperfections and just having a real life conversation about it all. And that's how we're going to do this last one on October 31st, a virtual concert series featuring one of the ones my debut album you can get tickets to that at levichrist.com slash ticks t-i-x and if you're listening to this podcast later on you know that's okay keep an eye on levichrist.com slash ticks because there very well could be an event happening very soon that you would like to be a part of so hop on over there check out you know, even if you're listening to this months after the release, I'm going to stay busy over there. I'm going to make sure that there's always something of interest going on there because that is a part of my membership site now. So very excited about that. Uh, so because the virtual concert is featuring one of the ones, of course, we're featuring the songs one of the, from 
songs from one of the ones this month on the podcast. Um, loved diving into I Should Go. Loved diving into Love in Another Light. And I wanted to see what the song Left Over uh, afforded us in by way of conversation and constructive conversation and a conversation about forgiveness. Um, this was a quite the song to quite the experience to write about. And uh, let me call up the lyrics here. Um, by the way, if you're just sort of discovering my music and you're, you're, you're wondering what this debut album is all about, um, a little backstory that's kind of fun. I had uh, been coming off of uh, a deal with Atlantic Records and, and the producer I was working with there, while he and I weren't with Atlantic anymore, he gave me a call and said that uh, NBC's The Apprentice was looking for an unsigned artist, uh, sort of as a challenge for the two teams to pick an artist where they would write a song, uh, record it, package it and produce it and present it to XM Radio. And long story short, I got picked and my team won. And then we shot the episode and it was really exciting to share my music on this episode. Of course, we shot it and between shooting it and re re resolving, the, like like finish, like concluding the, the, the episode, uh, there's this like six month gap between that and the airing of the episode. So you have to sign this confidentiality agreement. Well, I had a lot of time to ruminate over exactly what kind of opportunities this might open up for me. After all, finally, for the first time ever, the nation was going to hear original music that I've done and hear me sing and watch me in the studio and get to know me. That introduced me to a lot of OG fans uh, who were there to see that episode. Uh, and that episode, uh, I, you know, prior to it um, airing, I wanted to pull together a CD that, uh, you know, and I had no money. I was doing a catering job and, and, uh, I always joke that I had like $200 in my pocket and I went into the city and I had all these songs that Atlantic records didn't want. And they just happened to be a lot of ballads and they happened to be songs that I'd written about a lot of guys that I had been sort of crushed on or dated or been involved with on one level or another. Well, I went into the city and I asked this guy, I said, would you please let me just go in? Do you have a piano room where I can just play these songs one time through? For $200, I'll only be an hour. I really need this. And he said yes. And I'm grateful that he did because because of that, I was able to get a product onto a website by the time The Apprentice aired. And that started it all for me. The little $200 CD ends up being the most songs licensed for TV shows from that little $200 CD. Um, so it, it, it gave me a lot of firsts. And uh, I think that one of the things that sets this album apart and set a precedence for me and my writing later is a real honesty in the storytelling. And a song like Leftover, which we're going to look at right now, um, was a song that I wrote about a little Georgia girl that uh, I really just loved with all my heart. I, I met her in college, and not only did we click personally, but she's one of the few gals that I got involved with, and we had some incredible experiences together. Boy, did we have some incredible experiences together. Um, but uh, eventually, one day, she fell in love with uh, my best friend, who ends up being this extremely rigid fundamentalist who is uh, oppressive in his extremism, uh, I'll say. And uh, But she was in love, and she kind of let him... Uh, control her in that way. And uh, it turns out that um, 
because of his extreme influence, because of his extreme demands, his extreme behavior, his crazy, um, she didn't speak to me for, he, I, I think she was even like forbidden to speak to me probably uh, for a good 12 years. And uh, it was very difficult because we were, we were the best of friends and had so many experiences together. So I ended up writing this song shortly after I got the big announcement that she was apparently not allowed to have anything to do with me anymore. Really, really hurt. Um, So I wrote, I remember the day I laid eyes on that sweet Georgia smile. With your rosy complexion and your brown winter coat, you made my acquaintance and laughed through that cute little nose. From first kiss to first touch to first time that we ever made love, We could both fill a novel with eloquent memories of fumbling passions, of personal struggles, of burgeoning friendship that always believed would grow old. But I guess I'm the one left over. I say that because we were like the three musketeers, me and my best friend and her. We were so tight and I'm the one left over now because we don't resemble who we were before. I guess once that ship is pulled out of that harbor, the things that had measure don't measure up anymore. Um, the second verse goes, with 12 years behind us, I can't say that I understand. But friends grow together and friends grow apart and friends get replaced, even though it may hurt a friend's heart. But aside all of this, what I want more than anything else is to have just a moment when you stop pretending, you look at me in earnest, admit that we're strangers, Admit that I don't know what's going on with you now and you won't tell me and I don't know. And you've no intention to face what you'd rather ignore. So I guess I'm the one left over because we don't resemble who we were before. I guess once that ship is pulled out of that harbor, the things that had measure don't measure up anymore. The story behind this song is not in the tragedy. It's in the forgiveness. It's in the reconciliation. It's in the reunion. It's in the willingness to reach out and help a friend. Years later, she needed me. And I was there for her. There for her to move to move out, move away, gather her senses, figure out how to leave him, how to have an independent life from him. And I don't know what it was within me that never not loved her. Uh, I never have not. And I've just always wanted to do whatever. But within that, there was work to do obviously forgiveness to do more, more forgiveness with my, with what, who my best friend was at the time. Um, and to find out that, you know, that talk about, we don't resemble who we were before, um, just who he had become and loathing who he had become and how he was willing to control and to manipulate, and to omit, and to compartmentalize his life at the expense of other people, and her being a victim of this. Um, 
forgiveness factors in here. And I guess if I want to create a conversation that's helpful to you, my listener, about uh, this song, it would it would almost marry well with my song Liberated, where I say, you know, if I liberate you, if I forgive you, then maybe I would be liberated too. If I forgive you, then forgetting would be a lot easier to do. There's, there's always the truth is when someone has um, presented you with transgressions that are hard to forgive, you are the only one hurting by holding on to that. Generally speaking, the other person's laying there, sleeping good at night, not thinking about you, but you spend every waking hour of your evening ruminating over it, obsessing about it, allowing it to, to, to build resentments and anxiety, and uh, sometimes that can even turn into Ill, ail, ailments in your, in your body, in your physical body. Uh, you realize that you're the only one. <laughs> you're putting yourself through that, that they aren't thinking about you. They're not thinking about you. It's forgiveness. And, and, uh, you know, I, I recently experienced the freedom of this because it was very difficult for me to forgive one of my exes, um, which I can, it's easy to forgive things that were just elements of the relationship and things that happen when you're young and you guys don't know how to be in a relationship and you guys are, you know, um, just sort of, haphazard with the way that you do the relationship. But there was just one particular transgression that I thought was a sincere reflection of, of, of his character. And, uh, I had a really hard time forgiving that. And, and I don't know what it was that allowed me upon us reconnecting recently to forgive, but it happens when it happens. So if you're if you're in this position where there's someone or something that is just lingering to the point where you just feel it, you can feel your hair follicles turning gray when you think about it. <laughs> you can feel your skin thinning <laughs> across your forehead when when you think about it. You feel like the arthritis in your fingers begin to inflame itself. <laughs> when you think about it. Uh, oh my gosh, I invite you to ask the universe what it, what it takes to get over it. It's amazing to me the effectiveness of just asking the universe, just verbally expressing to the universe, like, I am willing to forgive this person. Show me what I need to let go of in order to forgive. Show me what I need to let go of. Show me what I need to let go of would be number one. I would ask the universe, show me who I need to become in order to forgive. And uh, yeah, because somehow the universe responds to that. I can't tell you how many times I have not known how to get over things like this that are super difficult emotionally. But when I have at least just come out of meditation every morning and I said to myself, universe, I am willing to let this go. Show me what that means. Show me what I need to let go of in order to let this go. Show me who I need to be, who I need to become in order for me to let this go. Um, 
the universe knows how to respond. And uh, I, I know that it sounds super simple to say, but maybe because I don't know where you particularly are, listener, in your journey of getting to that forgiveness, I do know that divine intelligence knows. I know that the universe knows. I know that it is very clear on what it takes for you to get to that kind of release, that kind of freedom. And I want you to get there, right? I want you to experience that. It took me, and I'll tell you, sometimes it takes a little while. It's taken me years to get to a point where I have let go of this particular transgression from my ex. Years, years. And I could feel it in my body. I mean, like when I talk about feeling your hair follicles turning gray, when you think about it, like I'm speaking because of that, because that's how it feels to me, right? Um, I just, uh, it feels good to finally get there. And I think that your willingness is going to help you. And I also think that your patience is going to help you as all that having compassion for yourself, realizing that time does heal all wounds. And so does a willingness to heal them. You know, we don't want to, to go year by year becoming so dependent on that anger. So attached to that drama that it's become a part of who we are. Some people love to be mad at something. Oh man, I, I listen. <laughs> I know a gal who is not happy unless she's in a fight with somebody. I do. I know a gal who is not happy unless she is just flat out angry at somebody for the for the thing. And you know what? Some of us are that way. But I don't want to be that way because you know what? I want to age better. I want to age more gracefully, and I know you do too. So, um, learning to forgive is important. Um, I, what would you want to know? What would I, what could I offer? Any encouragement? Let's see here. You know, I haven't been planning these podcasts. I'm just kind of diving into them with the songs. I, you know, I would, if, if, if the takeaway is as simple as you being able to turn this podcast off and then say beneath your breath to the universe, I am willing to forgive so-and-so, please show me how, then you've created a magic spell there because the universe is going to show you. The universe will show you. Um, but it is important for your health, for your well-being, and for your aging process to forgive. There's absolutely nothing serving you by holding on to this. Absolutely nothing serving you. So let it go, baby. Let it all go. It's time to forgive, forgive, forgive. Yeah. Um... I have a wonderful conclusion to my story. Um, I absolutely love that this gal is in my life again. And I adore her and I adore our friendship. And it's so great that our friendship is, is just as good as it ever was. There's more distance because we don't see each other as regularly as we used to, but I can celebrate the fruits of my forgiveness labor by letting you know, listener, that, uh, her in my life is so much more meaningful and so much richer and so much so much more fulfilling because we both decided to get past what was her self-destructive relationship and my feeling like a, a victim to it and, and, and like I had been like cast out onto the curb. Um, we both got over our stuff and we did it actually pretty easily because we were both really willing to, and here we are on the other side of it. 
and there's something to show for the work to be done. You just never know where a relationship is going to go when you're willing to forgive. And here I am actually now talking to my ex again, and I just absolutely enjoy spending time with him on the phone. I never would have thought that we would have the kind of exchange that we have now. We're both two very different people. We're sort of learning to relate to each other on a very different level. Um, And I like that. And it wouldn't have been possible had I not gotten to the place where I could forgive, right? So there's a lot of value in this, and I just hope that you not only consider it for yourself, that you do not have to live in pain, you do not have to live in regret, you do not have to carry on with resentments, that that, that's only hurting you. And even if you don't know how to get to that place of forgiveness, ask the universe for it right now. Say, God, universe, higher power, whatever it is, uh, I am willing to forgive. I am willing to let this go. Show me how, show me how. That prayer takes five seconds and watch it give you endless relief, endless relief. With that, I will leave you for today. I will play the song left over from the album One of the Ones. Again, be join, be there with me for the virtual concert for One of the Ones on August 30, on October 31st for Levi at levichrist.com slash ticks. And listen, um, appreciate the journey and know that Whatever is there in front of you to work through by way of forgiveness, there could be boundless fruits on the other end of your efforts waiting for you, you know, even if it's just your physical peace of mind, right? All right, listen, love you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Only two more episodes left. We're going to dive into... um, I think I'm going to do a little talk about Man Out of Me from one of the ones next week, which is bound to be meaty, I think. All right, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. I remember the day I laid eyes on that sweet Georgia smile. With your rosy complexion and your brown winter coat You made my acquaintance and laughed with that cute little nose From first kiss to first touch to first time that we'd ever made love We could both feel a novel with eloquent memories Of fumbling passions, of personal struggles A burgeoning friendship I always believed would grow But I guess I'm the one left over Cause we don't resemble who we were before I guess what's that ship is pulled out of that harbor The things that had measured don't measure up anymore Twelve years behind us, I can't say that I understand Friends get replaced Even though it may hurt a friend's heart But aside all of this What I want more than anything else
to have just a moment when you stop pretending you look at me in earnest admit that we're strangers and you've no intention to face what you'd rather ignore so I guess I'm the one left over cause we don't resemble who we were before I guess pulled out of that harbor the things that had measured don't measure up anymore yeah I guess I'm the one left over cause we don't resemble who we were before I guess what's that ship is pulled out of that harbor that had measure don't measure up anymore the things that had measure don't measure up anymore